on the bench and you're listening live to season five episode three and we are continuing on with our the end of our article number six through ten the ten lessons we've learned in many years as an athletic administrator over 80 years combined experience between the three of us and we are uh, continuing on with that right now we mentioned one through five before. If you didn't listen to episode two, you might go back and hit one through five. But just to recap those for you, number one, surround yourself with athletic, with like-minded, successful athletic leaders. Number two, tell your story or someone else will. They'll fill the void. Number three, make sure you continue to develop your skills through professional development. And we also emphasized personal development as well. Number four, always remember your why. Remember your purpose statement. And remember that we're here to help you do that if you have an opportunity and want to do that. And number five, whenever you have the choice, choose patience. Choose effectiveness over efficiency. And number six, as we start episode three, number six, start. The most important step is always the step that gets you started. An initiative or program you may be wanting to start may just need to be started. Guys, I think um, this was one that I, I put in. It, it's, we want everything, and I suffered from the curse of perfectionism uh, for a long, long time and want everything to be set up just right before I started it. And I thought, how is you know this going to maximize? How are we going to get the most number of kids there? And you know, where can I get? You know, oh boy, I can't do that. Nah, okay, so I just won't do it. And then now my philosophy the last few years was, if I can just help one person, one kid, then the program's worth it. So you have to find where you can work, what you want to do, what you're passionate about starting, and just start it. And then build it from there. But the most important thing is to start it. And sometimes don't worry about all the particulars. Have a good plan. Have a vision for where you want to go with it. But start. And help just one kid or one person along the way. I, I struggle. Uh, as you both know, Aaron and Todd, I struggle with uh, I start. Maybe sometimes I start with my, my eyes closed because I just want to get started. So I always admire both you and Aaron that you're so meticulous and and you are very analytical in how you do it. And I'm like, let's get this shit started. So I always admire <laughs> that about you and Aaron. So You cried me up because I would turn around and flip that thing 180 so fast, Scott, and say the admiration I have for you. Yeah. And the courage you have to say, I don't know how the hell this is going to turn out, but I'm going to go anyway. Yeah, we're going to go do is it. something I admire so much in you. Yeah. Um, well, and I think I we think admire things that we see one, in others. Yeah. That we wish we could be better at. Well, is 
is the balance. I, you know, that's what I, I read this and, and Todd, when you put this one in, it was just a single word. I'm like, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. The simplicity of just one word of just start. I think sometimes we get, I, I won't say we, um, what is, is it Covey? Is it, is it one of his seven habits that is begin with the end in mind? Is that mm-hmm. one of them? And yes, I think you have an idea of where you want to go, who, who you're trying to become or what you're trying to accomplish. But I think we get so hung up sometimes on, it's not, it doesn't say begin with the end, solve, figured out and every step along the way, lockstep and, and, and ready to roll. You have an idea where you're trying to go. It doesn't mean you have the problem solved. And I think that's what uh, holds us back so much is that the courage to go, even if I don't know exactly what the path is going to look like. Uh-huh. And that's what I struggle with. So Todd, I love it when you put this one on here because I suffered greatly, I think, from, well, I want to know what it's going to look like along right. the way. Yeah. Yeah. So I the looked up this. Sometimes of- I, I, I looked up the seven habits, uh, Aaron. It's be proactive, begin with the end in mind, put first things first, think win-win, seek first to understand, then be understood. Six is synergize, and seven is sharpen the saw. So you were 100% accurate. All right. There's a lot of that in what we're talking about here, too. So yeah, there you go. Yep. Number six, start. Number seven ties right to it. You can't do number seven without doing number six. I don't think you can do number six without doing number seven. Number seven, adjust, adapt, overcome. I mean, so many times the first time we do something, it's not going to work. And so we've got to evaluate that we have to be humble enough to say it didn't work and not be proud that you know that's tied to us Mm -hmm. but we have to be able to to step back and say that didn't work but what can we do i I, you still have the vision of where you want to go but you got to adjust you got to adapt you overcome this this one was tied to me and became a motto through covid through the covid year yeah Mm -hmm. i mean we had so much that was unscripted so much that was thrown at us that we just had to get done and we had no playbook. Nobody had a playbook. <laughs> and so you had to do stuff and then you just had to adjust. You had to adapt and you overcome. And, you know, when people got frustrated and they didn't like what you were doing, you say, well, we're going to continue to, we'll look at it. And we'll, you might be right. Maybe we need to do something different. Um, but I think in the end we could overcome a lot of things by just adjusting and adapting and, uh, just keep learning what we can do a little bit better through the process. Now go ahead, can, Aaron. Can I add something on this? Um, we, this podcast, this whole BTBs, we're taking this spin towards developing leadership uh, and being leadership focused. And one of the most important things you are as a leader, and let's not forget this, is role models. Man, we have pound, we have pounded our chest for decades on on co-curricular educational athletics as one of the most important things that we're here to, to teach kids about is resilience. Um, and if, and that's, a, that's adjusting and adapting and overcoming, um, trying, failing and trying again. And boy, if we aren't willing to, as leaders, follow this advice that you're talking about here, Todd, man, it's not going to go right the first time, but, but, but be brave and be courageous and figure out, okay, what didn't go well and how do I adjust it and move forward and be the example of resilience 
uh-huh. for our coaches and our kids, and we're missing opportunities to lead, not by what we know, but by what we fail at and we're willing to try again anyway. Yeah, you, Love you, that. you, you Love said that. something there, the Aaron. Example. That, yep, I, you said something there that really uh, hit me there, and it was just having the ability to, you know, we talked about this a little bit already, but reaching out to others and saying, asking for not help, but, hey, what did you think about last night, whether it's coaches or student athletes or if you're doing like, you know, program assessments and you're reaching out to your student athletes and they're, you're asking them, how did your experience go? And our coaches sometimes don't like that. Um, and how do we get them to see that, hey, that's a huge, uh, you know, advantage for us to gain the, the perception uh, or the assessment that we get from other people that we can improve ourselves. And I, and that's like you said, Todd, that's hard to do. And Aaron, we probably don't always think about that when we're trying to adapt something or we're trying to make something better. How many times are we reaching out to others and actually really asking what their thoughts were? Because typically what we're doing as ADs is for someone else. Right. Exactly. Right on. Number eight. People over product. Lead people to pursue their best, and the product will be greater than you ever imagined. Lead people to pursue their best, and the product will be greater than you ever imagined. I think, Aaron, this was yours, I think, that you you threw in, people over product, right? It, it was. I'm glad I got reconnected there with you on that. Um it, it was, and, uh, you know, we're all three uh, Rod Olson fans, and, and I know Rod would tell you he didn't come up with this one, but this is one of those things, if you've ever spent time listening to him or talking with him or, or reading his books, it's one of his big things is people over product. Um, and, uh, boy, we have to make sure that um, in our day-to-day lives, what we're doing, we're investing in our people. We're If, if, if we're product-driven, I, I see that as being outcome driven mm-hmm. uh, in, in what we do. And if we're product driven, care more about um, what things look like, uh, what people think about uh, our, our, our athletic department or, our, our, or us as an AD, um, did we win on the scoreboard? Uh, are we successful as an athletic department, you know, making state tournaments? If, that's, if those are things we're thinking about and focusing our time and energy on, we're going to be missing the boat. Uh, We've got to be investing in our people. We've got to be investing in our coaches, um, in our student leaders, in our building, investing in them. If we invest in the right way, train them, lead them, um, inspire them, learn from them ourselves, uh, and the product of our athletic department will take care of itself. We'll be an athletic department or we'll be an organization, we'll be a system that people want to be a part of. Um, So, man, invest in your people first. Product takes care of itself. Uh Uh-huh. We mentioned in that one too. I mean, it's the riskiest thing we can do sometimes is invest in people because people are going to disappoint us. Yep. And but there's no getting around that, and we just have to keep working with them, learning from them, learning with them. But we have to stay invested in them too. So people over product. Number nine, 
If not me, then who? If not me, then who? Be the standard. Be the standard in what you want to see done. So um, what we said on that one, Scott, was mm -hmm. don't be, don't wait for others to, to lead. Yeah. Um, the coaches and the students need you. Um, and we need to be the example to strive for excellence in everything that we do. Uh, we set the standard. We are the leaders. We are the torchbearers for excellence. And, um, yeah, and that, it's a heavy and that responsibility. Us, yeah, and that gets us all the way back to what we talked about in our previous um, podcast was just that sharing that mission, that vision, and being, you know, setting the standard. And, and by setting the standard is – you got to be the one who tells that story. You got to be the one who carries the flag. You have to be the one who is out in front leading um, your student athletes, your coaches, your your community. You know, so and it's and it's hard to be that person who sets the standard because with that standard comes accountability. With that standard, because you know that's where the hard work comes in. Honestly, is when you set the standard because then everybody's looking at you mm -hmm. and. Right. We know that not every day we're going to be 100%. We know we're going to make mistakes. And that's where I feel like lies maybe a lot of the issues we run to as ADs because uh, I feel like a lot of times we are expected to be perfect. So as much as we talked about, you know, at the beginning of this that, you know, uh, we can't be perfect, I think we were expected to be perfect. We're expected to always get everybody's name in the program right. We're expected to have every single kid's name announced right at the game. We're expected to have everything go. The buses to show up on time. The referees to show up on time. There's so many things that we are, um, you know, have to lead and, and set the standard. And I think that's a, a tough position to be in. So It really is. And, uh, you know, we've had trouble with uh, Cedar Rapids Internet tonight so we've lost Aaron a couple times and we've got him back now um, <laughs> but let's let's and there we lost him again how about that we got him for three words and now he is frozen in time um, but we lost him and and this was his um, is to be the standard and it, it's something I know he's passionate about as well so um, but we're, I don't know if we're going to get him back tonight or not. But So number 10, number 10 is, uh, you know, what we go round and round with a lot, and that is we are all made for moments. We're made for moments. Time can't be purchased, and it's, it's truly the most valuable thing that we have. Um, where you're at is not an accident. The people that you interact with on a daily basis is no accident. Um, every moment is an opportunity that, that we have, and we need to be aware of those moments. And then we need to be brave enough to step into those moments and interact with the people that come come to us. So, um, you know, even if it's just one person, then that one person in that moment is valuable and I can't think of how many times 
I thought I should do something. I should do this, but I didn't. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important that we don't beat ourselves up over that. You know, those things just happened, but yeah. Be engaged in your moments and know that the moments that you have each day are there for a purpose and step into those. Um, Valuable, valuable, I think, to to think about. Scott, what do you think? Uh, wrap that up for us. Yeah, you know, I in when whenever I think of moments, Todd, I always think of you. So uh, whenever I see something about a moment, I always think about you know just the fact that you talk about that and how important those moments are. And it's really been good for me, honestly, um, to think about that because. I think there's times when throughout my career, I was so busy trying to get to the next thing that I did probably not celebrate Mm -hmm. moments um, like I should have. And maybe not only for myself, but for my family, for my, you know, for my school. And as I got older, I got better at that. And um, now I see even more so now how important, you know, each and every moment is. And, you know, looking back and, and just being a history teacher, you know, uh, how history repeats itself and how important our past is to not only a present, but also to our future. Um, so, um, it's, it's, um, it's amazing how something that we think of in the moment as being so small, um, can have such a huge impact on so many people. And like you said, Todd, maybe just one, but sometimes those small moments have a profound effect on you know, entire communities, entire schools, entire teams. So we cannot take um, take that for granted, take those moments for granted. Right, right. And I, I would just encourage everybody too. not only the moments that you see in front of you professionally, that, you know, as you walk through your hallways or you walk through your place of work, but don't, don't take for granted the, the personal moments that you have um, with those around you and those that you love and those that you cherish. And, um, you know, even the professional ones become personal moments. Yeah. Because we're stepping into someone's walk. We're stepping into someone's journey. And we have an opportunity to help make an impact in that. So um, you're made for the moment. Embrace that. And I challenge you to, to step into it. So number six, start. The 10 things that we've learned. Number six, start. Number seven, adjust, adapt, and overcome. Number eight, see people over product. Number nine, be the standard. If not you, then who? And number 10, embrace your moments. You're made for the moment. Embrace it. Step into it. We've got Aaron back right now, and we're going to let him close this out. And uh, if he drops off, he drops off. Um, and then we'll take a look and, and see if Cedar Rapids has dropped off the map. Yeah. Well, But let's try and get you to close this out, yeah. Aaron. If I drop off, you have to go back to number seven. You have to adapt, adjust, and overcome. Yeah, we will. Absolutely. <laughs> Sorry about that. My Everything just went wonky here all of a sudden. But um, I'm sure that I, I, I'm anxious to listen to you guys' discussion in those last two. Um, so closing thoughts, probably would be focusing mostly on number eight uh, and number 10 here, the people over product and, and the made for moments. And uh, the moment I saw Ted, Todd had me down to, to share these closing thoughts, what, 
what really came to mind to me is, is um, and Todd, you actually talked about this uh, a few weeks ago. I'm trying to remember if it was in your uh, in your moments, uh, your daily uh, things you post, or if this is something we talked about in here. But you talked about Jim Valvano, and 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 hit one of his quotes from his last speech, and said mm-hmm. you, you talked about this. To me, there are three things everyone should do every day. Number one is laugh. Number two is think. Spend some time in thought. And number three is you should have your emotions move you to tears. If you laugh, think, and cry, that's a heck of a day. Um, I'm going to share here a bit, or just my, my thoughts wrapped around this are, are maybe more introspective, but I think it's something we all can can grab onto and relate to. Um, we, we talked about people or product. If you've got a choice in a day, invest in and spend time with and love your people. Uh-huh. over what you're trying to accomplish for the day. There have been just some things and what's driving me to have this, to share these thoughts is there's just been an awful lot of things in my life here in the past month. Um, some family, personal stuff, some work colleague stuff um, that just are reminding me that that this gig we have here on, on this side of life is fleeting and short and can be gone in a moment. Um, or you could have something really significant happen in a moment that will change the trajectory of your of your life on this side of it in a heartbeat. Um, and so let's not get caught in product and to-do lists and, and beating ourselves up for the things we didn't think we did right today because... Uh, Yeah, so we lost him. Unfortunately, he dropped off. Um, and we'll get him when we get more. We'll we'll maybe get him to do to share that again. Maybe the next time our, our connection will be better for episode four. But I know he's just really heavy right now on taking time to be with your people. Yeah. Your people include the people you work with, the people you live with, your family your friends, but choose people over product. And Aaron will share that um, a little bit as well. But, and then I know he was going to talk about just being in the moment and how, you know, the things that happen to us, the, the tough things that, that really kind of bring us back to reality, bring us back to why we do what we do and um, make you really appreciate the moments more. Um so I, I think the challenge that Aaron was going to leave us with, if I can speak into his words a little bit, if I can know how he was thinking, was don't let something happen to you um, to make you have your priorities straight, to make you step into those moments and say and see the moment for what it is. Try to be engaged and have those priorities set all the time, not just in the tough times. Yeah. No doubt. So that wraps up episode three, Scott. And, uh, you know, it's we've enjoyed sharing this, and we look forward to sharing it with some people in person as well as time goes on. But um, let me just recap again the 10 things we've learned in our over 80 years as athletic administrators. Number one, surround yourself with like-minded, successful athletic leaders. Number two, tell your story or someone else will. Number three, continue to develop your skills through professional development and personal development. 
Number four, always remember your why. Remember your purpose when your feet hit the floor. And then reflect on that at the end of the day. Bookend your day with your why. Number five, whenever you have a choice, choose patience. Being effective is more important than being efficient. Number six, start. Number seven, after you start, you will adjust, you will adapt, and you will overcome. Number eight, choose people over the product. Number nine, be the standard. If not you, then who? And number 10, you're made for this moment. Step into the moment and embrace the moment and make an impact. Be intentional about that. Well, we want to thank you for listening, Scott. Thanks for being here. And uh, Aaron was here as well. <laughs> but we look uh, forward to uh, sharing with you again in episode four real soon. Uh, we thank all of our listeners for for being a part of our life and listening to, to what we share. And we look forward to being with a lot of you very soon as we're going to be at a couple different conferences this fall. Yep. And uh, look forward to to being around our colleagues, the people that we love, and that's the athletic administrators, the leaders who have such an impact and such a responsibility. And we look forward to sharing with you uh, real soon. So thanks for listening, everyone, and be blessed.